Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Buongiorno, buongiorno, Inos, and buongiorno, Onos. Yes, let's go with that. Uh, welcome to this episode of another digital citizen. Uh, hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Is, isn't buongiorno, Inos, and buongiorno, Onos uh, fe- uh, females and f- males in Italian? Uh, are you? Sp- I think you might be mixing up. Roman and it- Italian? Well, I guess Roman is Italian. I, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't Roman or t- uh, Italian? Well, I mean, is the original Roman language the same as Italian now? I don't think so. Mm, good question. No, I don't, uh, I don't think so. Uh, let's call someone up that knows something about that. Oh, wait. I don't know anybody that knows something about that. <laughs> right, I, don't, I have no clue. I could be just talking out of my ass. But I have a feeling that... Uh, like the original Roman language is totally different than Italian. Probably. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, kind of busy, but uh, we yeah. got some rain here, which is good because it, it, every according to every news article in the last like month that I've seen, this part of the country is going to go through a massive drought this uh, summer. So it's good to get some rain before we all die. Mm. Isn't that the, the supposedly? I've I've heard something about uh, people being a little worried about uh, dry heat in Norway as well. People are thinking. Uh, people are blaming something I never heard of before. Have you ever heard of uh, environmental problems? Have you ever heard of that? Environmental problems? Yeah, I've heard about those. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Remember last year in the summer when. There was just massive fires all over here. Yeah, remember that? No, no. I don't. Okay, I, I'm finding yeah. something from. Mm. Could Roman? Could a Roman understand an Italian? Uh, they wouldn't mm. be able to understand, but maybe with some difficulty. Ancient Romans speak of speak them in vulgar Latin, and they could understand modern Italian speak among a different dialect from their own. Okay, so it is different, but oh, yeah. similar. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Of course, I would talk uh, some Latin. Sure. I mean, they use Latin all the time. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Um, yeah, my week has been kind of uh, busy as well. Uh, un- until Saturday, I feel like I was in the Eurovision bubble. On Sunday, I was so I was so hangover. You have no fucking clue. I'm very happy that I hang up with you when I hang up with you because I was drunk, yo, Reno. <laughs> you, it didn't sound it, to be honest. At the end there, I was slushed. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not okay. surprised, I guess. Um, we drank a few beers uh, and ate some good yeah. food. and uh, But, you know, you weren't, like, slurring your words or anything. I could understand no, what no. you were saying and things like that. You weren't, like... Off the deep end, wasted, but you probably are a little no, no. slushy. Yeah, I was a little slushy. Yes. I drink a little too fast. That was the problem. Oh, really? Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, for sure. Even if you like eat, uh, eat enough, 
if you drink too fast, yeah. that's a it's asking oh, for yeah. disaster. I think I drank half a liter of cider underneath uh, twenty minutes. Yeah, okay. that's not good. Look, 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 look. Was drinking like it was soda. Uh, yeah, so my Saturday was like uh, Sunday was like uh, was right. So hangover, uh, and then I didn't really, I didn't really recover it until Tuesday to be honest. Uh, but yeah, no, it was fun, fun weekend at least. Yeah, it went a little longer than we thought. Uh, what, like an hour and a half over time or something? That how long yeah, we thought it was going to go? After uh, uh, one hour longer than it was supposed to be. That's, that still only lasts that's... until like four p.m. four thirty, I guess my time uh, on the west mm-hmm. coast of America. Uh, so I went out and planted some tomato plants after we got done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're talking for you about Eurovision for people that have not listened to this podcast before. We will talk about Eurovision a little later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's talk about uh, the little dinos- uh, pink dinosaur in the room called Israel. Uh, that's the pink dinosaur. It's not the elephant because the dinosaur is so extinct. See what I did there? It should be. Uh, but yeah, Israel and Hamas uh, uh, agrees to ceasefire to end an uh, 11-day bloody war. Thank heavens they did. Uh, but how long will it last? Well, from what I've heard, there's been skirmishes since then. Uh, you know, yeah. not all-out fighting, yeah. but definitely small sure. battles. Have it. There, there was a whole thing at a a mosque and, and, and different other things that happened uh, since Thursday when the ceasefire halted a bruising 11-day war, like it said. At 2 a.m. local time, the ceasefire took effect, uh, returning the life to the streets of Gaza. People went out of their homes, uh, whistling from balconies. Many fired shots into the air to celebrate the truce. Uh, yeah, Hamas, the Islamic militant group sworn to Israel's destruction, also claimed victory, but it now faces a daunting challenge of rebuilding its own territory. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's the worst part about this. Yes, it's a ceasefire. The the bombs have stopped dropping, but Netanyahu and his government blew up schools and hospitals and roads and water treatment facilities. So the people there are still they're hurting. They're still hurting because all of their infrastructure was just blown up. They don't have, like, I heard almost a million, I think it was 850,000 people don't have water there because they blew up, you know, lots of different water facility plants, pipes, everything. Yeah. It is kind of sad. Well, it's not kind of sad. It it is extremely sad. But I, I I find it very... I find it very uh, good that I have kind of ended the biggest war wars. Uh, of course, I don't think this will last for a long time. It never lasts for a long time, peace down in Israel. So it's just a, t- a matter of time before uh, it explodes again, if you ask me. There's been some speculation that Israel has, in the fa- past few days, has tried to kind of... Um, What's a good word for it? Egg on Hamas to try to get them to continue mm. fighting so that maybe then they could return fire again. Uh, but they, I think Israel sees that the world knows what they're doing is wrong, so they kn- they knew they had to stop um, 
at this point, I think. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. It seems like they would continue if, let's say, the rest of the world was like, hey, knock that off. That is really, we can all see what you're doing here. <laughs> we can all tell this isn't defense, as you call it. Yeah, no, I find it funny that the most two controversial things to say on the internet is that Palestine should be le- left alone and pa- Taiwan is country. I think that is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, uh, let's move on to something else. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, prison guards. Uh, they should have get some jail time for his death, I think. Or at least get in trouble, some you know, in in it somewhat trouble because they definitely dropped the ball. Uh, and we we knew they had dropped the ball, but what we're finding out is that they willfully and knowingly falsified documents showing that they had conducted all the required cell patrols at the time. Um, which that was a big question. Well, besides the fact that all the cameras went out randomly right when he died. Mm. Uh, also, these guys so random. These guys were supposed to be checking on him. They weren't, but they were also falsifying documents saying that they were. Um, it says a federal judge Tuesday approved deferring prosecution agreement for these two prison officers charged with neglect of their duties in a Manhattan jail cell that had sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein in it as a part of the deal in which mm. officers will avoid prison time. Of their own and criminal convictions, so like, they made a deal with uh, the state. I'm assuming um, the two officers will see, serve six months of supervised release, cooperate with continue investigation. Oh, co- cooperation with the continuing investigation. So that's the deal they made. I guess is that they're I, what? What do they have to give? Unless they have some information about who told them not to check on him, what information do they mm. have to give these prosecutors that would like yeah, further the investigation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a question that a lot of people are not asking. And, it well, uh, it doesn't think, make sense yeah. why you would make a plea deal with these guys. They're not like high up people. They're just two random security or prison guards, you know? So unless right. they have some information that's worth uh, giving to them for a plea deal, um, the only ex- other explanation is some kind of uh, some kind of deal that was made because these guys had somebody who had their back, right? <laughs> somebody rich mm. and powerful who was like, oh, don't get those guys in trouble as much, right? Because they helped me or whatever. That that's speculation, obviously. Yeah, is it is it speculation though? I, it seems like it's like two plus two is four, but that's me. I guess it just seems weird that these guys are getting no, basically a slap on the wrist for this. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is. It's definitely weird, and it's like it said it's a continuing investigation so we'll see if anything comes out from these guys that's my assumption is they have some kind of information they sold to the prose- prosecutor to get give them the plea deal but that i, I could be wrong it, it kind of reminds me I, I i know it's two different cases but it kind of reminds me of the Jesse Smollett thing when he got to jail and he just got like hey you can go now like without like being 
because he's really, he was a celebrity and everybody right knew yeah who, i also think he was, yeah. yeah that was also a very high profile thing right and going mm-hmm. to trial would have been this huge like um media circus and i think it would have been the same way with these two guys so maybe that has something to do okay. with it avoiding the media circus of it all yeah. uh trying to hide uh, we just want to avoid talking about that F- Jeffrey Epstein died. Like, so we let's mm. just avoid going to trial with this case. I can see that, I guess. PR mm. move, right? PR, yeah. I, I, I think so. Um, so, COVID-19. Uh, uh, India has set records for the COVID-19 deaths. Uh, people are saying that uh, those numbers are fixed, and the uh, uh, real numbers are probably higher. At least higher. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least by two. I heard. I guess the good news is um, that, according to reports, like later in the week, um, now cases are going down, which is good news. But again, like you said, uh, we don't know how true these numbers actually are. Uh, yeah, it's also extremely hard to keep a uh, hold on because India is fucking big. It's not like you can take a lot of tests right, in and, India. Yeah, and very, um, not very well, uh, the infrastructure is not very well put together to like be no. able to notify every single person about something, right? Uh, India on Wednesday reported the mo- most coronavirus deaths in a single day more than any other country the entire time during the pandemic. Uh, the health ministry reported a, a record 4,529 deaths in 24 hours. It also reported 267,000 new infections. Uh, the numbers are almost certainly undercounting, like you said. Mm. The previous mm-hmm. record for the most daily deaths was in the United States on January 12th with 4,475. So they, what, they beat us by 50... 55 people. Mm. Yeah, no, the numbers are extremely high, and I, I feel so sad, because it's you can't do anything. You can't, you can't do anything about it, because the medicine doesn't really work there either, because people are getting worried that the variants that uh, are growing there... I, you kind of, kind of have to isolate the country, so it's also kind of a it is so hard to keep control because it's so big. Like people are not thinking how fucking big that country is. I did read an article that said the Pfizer and Moderna people, the people from Pfizer and Moderna, had said specifically the Indian variant that their vaccines do have some effect on it, whether it's a hundred percent or whatever else. Um, they did say, oh, but that could also be PR from the company being like, hey, buy our. Buy our shit, right? Um, sure. It says here yeah, in mega cities such as Mumbai and New Delhi, they these cities have seen improvements in recent days. But this is not where the concern is. The virus is spreading throughout the vast countryside of the country, where the majority of people live, and where healthcare is, oh, where healthcare and testing for the virus are very limited. So that's really what's the, it's the poorer areas that are being hit the hardest. Not surprised. And then you get the opposite in Norway, because in Norway, uh, we are going to ease uh, entry and quarantine hotel restrictions 
we we have gone up in they they're going to open Norway in three phases and now we're gone from phase one to phase two so everything is opening up all right this is this specifically was about um scrapping quarantine hotels for people who are coming back on planes uh, from mm -hmm. specifically UK EEA and Schrengen countries. So not all countries. Yeah. So you're not going to be like bussing people from India into the country anytime soon. But right. uh, the government confirmed this Friday that it would scrap the distinction between necessary and unnecessary trips between the United Kingdom and other countries, which no longer need an entry quarantine hotel and can... Con oh, but they can quarantine at home or another suitable location. So they still have to quarantine. Mm -hmm. They just aren't going to do it oh, yeah. in these specific quarantine hotels. Mm -hmm. Previously, those returning from unnecessary trips would have to enter these quarantine hotels for a minimum of a week uh, or of Norway's 10-day quarantine pyramid, period. Okay. Your dad did that when he came back from Spain or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from France, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but yeah. So there, have some, is there yeah, any changes okay. going on in your town that you've noticed, or...? Not really. Uh, Lillehammer is a little different. Uh, there was an outbreak in Hamar, okay. uh, that is like 15 minutes away from me. So then they closed Lillehammer again, so it's also a little of local... Right, local stuff. politics and everything That's else. Yeah. Right, because here in Oregon, like, there's the... We talked about the CDC... Man, not mandate, the CDC guidance last week about not wearing masks if you're vaccinated. And I went to town last week and I told you about that. This this week I went to town just to go to one store. And this store apparently is requiring masks because some lady in front of me tried to get into the store without a mask and they stopped her. Even though that's... Because it's yes. like per business. Like businesses get to decide uh, if they want people to wear masks or not. So I thought wow. that was... It was the, actually the first time this entire pandemic that I've seen somebody get stopped at a store and be like, hey, you need to wear a mask, because every other time I've been to a store, everybody's wearing a mask. So that's kind of interesting. I think that's a good thing, though. Oh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Um, I, I just think it's funny that the CDC says this, and everybody, at least in Oregon, is like, yeah, mm, mm -hmm. thanks, CDC, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but we have not one article... Not two articles, not three articles, but four articles about the same thing, Luke. Uh, why don't you go through this? Sure. So we talked a little bit about this COVID-19 lab leak theory out of the Wuhan uh, lab. We've talked about it in the past. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of the times people, uh, when they talk about it, it instantly gets said to be fake because Donald Trump, right? Is that what... Yeah, that is more or less... Uh, the, Since the beginning, uh, I would say. Yes, definitely. Uh, but according to this, the origins of the novel coronavirus are still unclear, and a theory that it was caused by a lab leak is needs to be taken seriously until there is rigorous data-led investigation, scientists say. Um, it, it says, authors of a letter said the World Health Organization's investigation into the origins of the virus had not made a balanced consideration 
in a final report written jointly by Chinese scientists, WHO teams uh, who spent four weeks in Wuhan in January said the virus probably had been transmitted from bats to humans and the leak was extremely unlikely, but there are many different ideas uh, of why this could be. Uh, a group of le uh, leading scientists said uh, that it could be the lab leak, uh, including oh. Ravandari Gupta, a clinical microbiologist from the University of Cambridge, and Jesse Bloom, who studies evolutionary viruses at Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. So these are two people, two people, right, that came out and said, uh, it's a possibility this came from a lab. Um, that would be like one thing, right? Like, okay, there's a couple people who did some studies He's from Cambridge. Cambridge is reputable, right? I would say so, yeah. Definitely. Well, what if somebody else came out and, like, the CDC chief says lab origin of COVID is one possibility. COVID, uh, uh, our Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, on Wednesday, uh, has not discounted that COVID-19 could have originated from a lab laboratory, saying it certainly was one possibility. Okay. All right, so what we got three people now. There can't be other people. There can't be other, somebody even bigger that people trust even more about this, would they? Oh, Doctor no. Fauci. Doctor Fauci is not convinced. Oh. COVID nineteen developed naturally. Doctor Fauci says, uh, and called for an open investigation into the origins of the virus. Uh, there's a lot of cloudiness around the origins still, and I wanted to ask you, are you confident it developed naturally? Uh, he was asked by PolitiFact. No, actually, Dr. Fauci said. Uh, I am not convinced about that. I think we need to continue to investigate what went on in China until we could continue to find out what is the best ability... Uh, find out to our best of our abilities to see what happened. Okay. Uh, Fauci did not explicitly rule out one such possibility. Uh, I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done. I'm fully in favor of a further investigation of what went on in China, is what he says. So he has not, he's not convinced uh, that it's not a lab leak, okay? Mm-hmm. So those are all pretty reputable people, I would say. I mean, I feel like a lot of people... Up until now, have just discounted it because the news said uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a conspiracy theory that's being driven by the the right wing, right? And that it, it's racist. Many, many people have yeah, many people have said, "Oh, Trump said it, so it can't be true." Or well, I think a lot of people online, specifically like Twitter and Facebook, a lot of the people who were talking about it were talking about it in a way where the some of those people probably were racist and they were saying it in a racist way. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like online. So people were being like, oh, those evil, what did he call the China, the China virus and things like that. Right. right. Um, which that definitely can come off as racist and increase racial, racial tensions, which we've seen happen in America. Um, mm. I don't, that doesn't give you the right to say there's no evidence or to say that it's just automatically untrue. Uh, and now what we're seeing is Biden tells intelligence agencies to step up a probe of the COVID-19 origins, which include the theory of the Wuhan lab leak. This happened this morning. Joe Biden on Wednesday said he asked 
intelligence community to report within 90 days on the origins of COVID-19 as questions grow about whether the virus was the result of an accident in a Chinese laboratory or spread by some other means. In a statement, Biden said he wants the community, which has been divided over the issue, to redouble their efforts into investigation. Yeah, I find it interesting that we had this on our uh, schedule to talk about anyways, and this news comes out like 15 minutes before we're going to do the show. Right, yeah. I'm not surprised because over the course of the week, it's been big news that a lot of different scientists are now taking the, the lab leak theory, not necessarily more seriously, but they're putting it in, into consideration. So. They're putting it into consideration where before they weren't at all. They were just discounting mm. it as just, oh, that's a, that's a conspiracy theory that's being run, that's being put out by people on Facebook. It was like, if it's a conspiracy theory on Facebook, it's automatically untrue. We don't have to research it. We don't have to like look and see if there's any evidence. And now, at least according to some things I've seen, there's technically more evidence to show that it came from a lab than not. And so that's a lot of what's... The evidence is what's pushing people in the other directions. And I I, I, I think the evidence will come out someday. I, I, I don't know when, but uh, we will definitely cover it when it comes out. Because I, I think nobody will be able to uh, uh, try to uh, uh, distort this news to uh, global media. I don't think it's possible with people now so interested in where it does come from. Uh, you think they could just fuck hit- this over? Oh, that. Um, no, well, I, I, get, I guess a better question is, do you think this 90-day investigation that Biden's calling for will actually reveal anything? No, I don't trust anything Biden does. Okay. I have no idea, so I guess we're just going to have to see. <laughs> so, what is the GCHQ, Luke? Uh, that's like uh, British intelligence, right? Okay. And uh, they have an interruption program that has breached uh, the rights to people, uh, Strasbourg has said, as I understand it. It says, government communication headquarter is what it, it that's what uh-huh. GCHQ stands for. It, uh, is it part of MI5, I wonder? Uh, okay. MI6, government, oh, they are all in the same building. Okay. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. It looks like a circle that somebody has discoed. Kind of looks like a football field, or maybe a rugby yeah. field. Rugby, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Um, Something like that. GCHQ bulk inter- interception of communication data, including data of telephone calls and emails, unlawfully has breached the privacy rights of UK citizens. A European Court of Human Rights ruled. Uh, the court's grand chamber found the UK's regime of intercepting bulk communication data and obtaining data from phones and internet companies breaches the rights of its citizens. The decision follows an eight-year legal battle from 11 non-governmental organizations. Uh, They brought the case in the wake of revelations of the UK's involvement in mass surveillance 
following the leak from Edward Snowden from the NSA in the United States in 2013. Mm. So we're finally getting like a result of Edward Snowden's revelations, what, uh, eight years ago, I guess now? Um, yeah, not even more. Yeah. Now the UK has finally made a judgment on this saying that it's unlawful and that what mm-hmm. they've been doing has been unlawful this entire time and what Edward Snowden re- revealed was unlawful and yeah at least in in European court uh, obviously the US is not going to follow along with this but <laughs> no 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 we we don't we we shouldn't be that crazy that we think that the US court would do the same because holy fuck that would be funny well there are certain things that I, th- well, if if the UK says it's not allowed to do this, say a UK citizen is talking to an American, does mm-hmm. the Americans have the right to gather gobble up that data when it's against the rules in England? I guess it is. It would be because they're calling an American, right? So yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. weird, there's yeah. kind of a weird line there. I I feel like. Uh, I feel I feel like what's going to happen is that England's going to see this or the UK is going to see this ruling and say, oh, we have other ways to just steal your data. We'll do it th- those ways th- now. <laughs> hey, true or false? Uh, when uh, the US President Donald Trump called the French leader Emmanuel Macron from the White House to wish him happy birthday, he got the day wrong. Apparently not. Uh, what? But that's fr- what Macron is saying. And the French president told that story on a YouTube video that went viral Sunday, filmed in the French presidential palace in, with two of France's most popular YouTube stars, uh, half an hour of banter and tall tales, uh, and a song by heavy metal band Ultra Vomit, uh, Macron's most audacious. This was Macron's most audacious effort to uh, woo young voters because there's an election coming up there from uh, next mm-hmm. year, a presidential election, I guess. Yeah, so he told this lie that uh, Trump called him on the wrong day. Yeah, I wonder says, why his antidote about Trump calling him on a secure line in 2018 to with him, wish him happy birthday. But, uh, the, the call was on the wrong day, turned out to be a fib and was correctly identified as such by Carlito, who was one of the YouTubers that was there for seeing Macron bending the truth so comfortably, even in jest was eye opening the dude on the strength of his. Oh, so hip video. It seems fine to call Macron, uh, a convincing white liar. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't like the guy. I really, really hope he doesn't win the election. Uh, I think he would be a terrible leader to continue in France. So that's my personal <laughs> feelings about the guy. I just, just but the, I, the pandering is so gross, and then to, just yeah. to lie about this Trump thing because he knows, like people don't like Trump, so if he says this, people uh-huh. will go, oh, yeah, Trump's such an idiot, and they'll think he's funny for saying that. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's it's just this pandering to young the young people. It, it makes him... 
what's that? You know the meme that's like, "Hey, my fellow kids." That's Macron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have an update. Uh, we talked about this uh, Princess uh, Lafifa uh, from uh, the United Emirates. Uh, she has been missing for a long time, and people were uh, convinced she was killed. Uh, or kidnapped in, like, a shack somewhere, something like that, yeah. Right. Well, there's uh, been some postings of uh, pictures of Earth. A photograph posted this week on two public Instagram accounts uh, reportedly shows Princess Latifa, and the daughter of the ruler of Dubai, who has not been heard or seen from in months. In mid-February, BBC... Uh, broadcast a secret video testimony from her in which she said she was being held hostage and feared for her life. This is when we covered it. Mm -hmm. uh, however, a friend of Latifa confirmed that the princess is in this picture. The BBC understands the appearance of the image is not random or accidental, but is related to the to other undisclosed developments. Okay. So what does that mean? I, I, they know something that we don't know, I guess, at the BBC that they're not telling us. Mm-hmm. Mm, I definitely think so, yeah. Seems uh, like it, doesn't it? Neither woman in the picture with her re responded uh, for for comment from BBC on Latifah's condition or information about whether, oh, where the photograph was taken or when. Right, so this could be uh, taken like two years ago. Who the fuck knows? Right, or her kidnappers could have taken her to, uh, like... We don't see her hands. What if underneath this table, her hands are handcuffed together? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And, uh, yeah. I, like I said before, I don't, I'm sure, I'm not sure I believe this. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the, the, it makes no sense why she would make the other video saying she no. was being held captive. No. If this, well, I, we also said that possibly, there was speculation of deep fakery, mm -hmm. but I mean that that could be true about this picture too. This picture could oh, be a deep fake. So it's all it yeah it's all up in the air. Okay, let's talk about uh, Craig McLachlan. Uh Who you say? Right, I, I'd never heard of this guy before this week. <laughs> never heard of him in my entire life. Apparently, he's a fairly famous Australian actor, or maybe not famous, but well known. Yeah, I don't watch enough uh, Australian shows. I think I know what Neighbors is. I know what the show oh, yeah, Neighbors yeah. is. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but he's from that, which oh, I yeah, know I Neighbors is like a super popular show. Um, I, I can I can sing you know, the the intro to it. I, I've seen it many many times, but I don't remember him. Oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even... It doesn't say what he played in that. Um, but this guy was... he. There was a case against him, uh, in a Me Too sexual harassment case, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week he was found not guilty of all charges? Mm -hmm. Um And now... There's a defamation action against nine different newspapers from him, as well as the Australian Broadcasting Company, uh, because they say, or he says, that they defamed him um, on well, national who, who, television because 
they all were yeah. basically saying this guy's a rapist or a sexual, uh, you know, sexual assaulter. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he it comes out that he was found not guilty, right? Yeah, no. Uh, they they went on and on and on and on how guilty he was, and uh, now he has been declared not guilty. And he held a very passionate speech about like, why are they doing this to me? They could have done it to uh, like uh, anyone. A very very heartfelt speech. It says uh, he's pursuing. Remind- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it reminds me a little of. Of uh, uh, when we watched Big Brother, uh, a celebrity uh, uh, UK. Uh, well, there. Uh, yeah, th- this was more like one person's. Wor- there wasn't like a camera there, obviously, but similar. Right. Uh, McLaughlin is pursuing a defamation case, which he places, which was placed on hold while he f- was facing his own criminal charges. Uh, but he alleges he was defamed by a report reporting that falsely suggested he was guilty of these crimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what we've seen this week is some footage from Australian Broadcasting Company. Yep. Kind of made me convinced that his defamation lawsuit is not without merit, I think is the best way to say it. <laughs> I, if I was to judge, I would... Uh, probably say they are guilty, yes. Well, I almost guarantee you that this footage is going to be used in court against them when he, when he goes to, when they mm-hmm. go to trial. He, or if they go to trial, I guess. because uh, they could, you know, uh, it's very unlikely that nine newspapers and a news channel are all going to settle, but I guess it's possible. Um, but there's footage out there of the Australian Broadcasting Company basically coaching the women who are making allegations against him to say things in a very specific way, and that's mm-hmm. where this defamation lawsuit comes from. So let's hear what this coaching was, I guess. Uh, yeah, give me a countdown, Fro. In uh, three, two, one, play. And the weekend documentary aired some footage from their interviews that gave us a disturbing insight into so the intent of that journalism Australia, and the coaching the journalists and producers gave to the women making allegations against McLaughlin. In this clip, there is encouragement to use the word predatory. Predatory. Do that again. Yeah, predatory in there. They knew exactly what they were doing, those journalists. They knew exactly what they were doing. Can you happy with that, director? Yeah, understood. That was absolutely brilliant. So they're awesome. telling this woman to they say a specific word. Was put to yeah, right. So she made an answer, and they're like, can, can you redo the answer but use the word, <laughs> this specific word? Watch and listen here. Yeah, it's the journalists pretty horrendous. I have seen this many times this week, and, and I, what they want it gets me pissed time. every time. Looking for a sharp, short... You said this is predatory behaviour. It wasn't a one-off, and when we all shared our stories, we realised how calculated it was. I don't think we should be putting words into her mouth to an extent. But those are the words I wrote down. Yeah. Is the power imbalance yeah. in this situation? So I think what has inhibited our action previously, and and what's concerned us the most now, is is his. No, it's not mm. that. Hang on, guys, out there. We can hear them. Okay. 
What is it that stops women from complaining in these circumstances, do you think? So clearly they want her to give a very specific answer case, here, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's their star power. It's their influence that makes us fearful, makes us feel as though our voices won't be heard. Short enough? Yeah, that too short. Yeah. Uh, no. Maybe even just something like, you know, <laughs> they, they know. he's a you know, we, we wouldn't be listened to or we wouldn't think we'd be listened to. OK. OK. I guess we all felt that his star power and his influence was more... She's just repeating directly what the lady mm-hmm. told her to say. ...than us. OK, we can stop there. Yeah, this is criminal behaviour. Well, it makes me... I mean, it, it's really terrible in like a me too situation but how many other situations are they coaching people to say things that are not Mm. necessarily me too situations or what like any kind of situation are they coaching people to say specifically what they're not this isn't this isn't news gathering this is manufacturing uh a story right this is manufacturing entertainment um this isn't creating news I can agree more. Hey, Tron has gotten a new job. Congrats on the new job, Tron. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. And uh, he's going to talk about small businesses need regulations for competing to survive. This is Tron with Trump Tells the Truth. While I'm talking to you now, my boss is signing a new contract. Yeah, a contract. That means that I have 100% job again yes after a long time i have a job 100 percent and a decent pay too well it didn't even come easy i should have had that job october last year but something strange happened my company is a small business the other companies who also want the contract are big business well According to conservatives, that should be easy. The best man will win. Yes, in competition, people who come with the best offer will win. Best quality will win. That's how any person can rise to the top. Well, that's bullshit. And you know why it's bullshit? Because I'm starting in June, and I should have started up in October. This is, um, this is an assignment for the city. It's like an ER who need protection, and I'm going to be one of the guards there. Well, it's a hard job, but a good paying job. So I like it. I like the company I work for. I like my colleagues and my bosses. But that comp- why we had to wait for so long is because when we won the contract, did you dec- the people with the lawyers came in. Yeah, the big companies has also a lot of money they can spend and they spend on the lawyers to keep other people down they didn't settle up like oh well we didn't win this time no they use all the lawyers they can because they don't want competition so they try to threaten the politician taking them to court and so on and so on and so on they didn't work this time but meanwhile they kept the contract and made millions of kroners that's what big business do why talking to you? Because I'm happy having a job. But I also see how a totally free market is bullshit, as always has been. A lot of people talk in every election about 
well, we need small businesses and small businesses have to rise and we're going to give everything for them. But if they want small businesses to come up to this level to compete, they also have had rules and regulations because big companies are willing to use all the power they have. We're also talking about where is the small independent stores in the cities? Why are they gone? Is it because there's not parking places in the city? Is it because the, the government taxes too hard? No. It's because big companies can pay more and they can keep everyone else out of the market. I was a few years ago in Stavanger. I found an old shop, uh, a, a shop, and I came with used DVDs and VHS and uh, and all kinds of cartoons. And I remember that shop when I was with my mother there over 40 years ago. It was still there, and I just wanted. I walked into the owner and I asked them, "Wow, are you still keeping in business? This is hard when all chains go, are competing and." using money I said yeah the only reason why we are still in business is because we own the building that's how it is small business have no chance at all in a free totally free market with no regulations I have a job now and I'm very happy for having a job and I'm, I'm I also good luck to my co colleagues I'm gonna work with but this bullshit about capitalism have to stop Big business always have to have rules and regulations, or they're screwing everybody else. We have seen for the last few years that they're screwing every person who works on the floor. They don't want to pay. The Amazon almost is a slave company. No, but that's going to solve themselves. Some people do, I think. But it's, the world is not like that. A good policy for small businesses, a good policy for workers, it's good laws and good regulations and politicians can't be bought at all. This is Trump. Trump tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth as always. Hey, look, you're blue. Do body, bada day. Do body, do body, do body, bada day. Is that how that song goes in Norway? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got I got Pepsi Blue here mm -hmm. for a soda review. Uh, for the first time since 2004, uh, Pepsi will make blue Pepsi, uh, Pepsi Blue available. Um, I could, I tried to find this last week, and I could not find it. Yes. Um, they don't make it blue easy Pepsi. to find. If you do want to find this, I think you pretty much have to go to their website. If you go to the Pepsi yeah. website, they have, like, a Pepsi Blue find, store finder, and then you can find a specific store that has it, because, like, I went everywhere the first week and couldn't find it anywhere until I actually yeah. went to the website and went to a specific store that I knew was selling it, so... Um, <laughs> but I did get a hold yeah, of it. I, I, I asked Luke two weeks ago if he can get the soda, and he's like, I've been to four stores, I can't find it. <laughs> I went way more than four stores. I went to seven stores one day. I oh, went to Jesus. Yeah, I went to two grocery stores, two gas stations, two mini marts, and a dollar store in one day to try to find wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, it is blue. Uh, what kind of ounces did you buy? A uh, 20-ounce bottle. I don't know if they have anything other than 20-ounce bottles. This is definitely going to be a limited time thing, um, is what I'm hearing. 
released it in 2004, I should ask. I think so. I remember it in 2004. I don't remember what it tastes like at all. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess berry. Well, yeah, it's a berry-flavored Pepsi, but is it going to taste like Pepsi? I guess there's more... Or is it just going to be like a berry soda? Um, It says it's a berry cola, so I'm assuming we're going to have some cola taste. You know what I'm saying? Um, Uh Oh, it says in this article, 20-ounce bottles and multi-packs. I don't know what a multi-pack is, but I assume that's just a multi-pack of 20-ounce bottles. (laughs) Uh, I'm guessing that's so as well, yeah. Right, okay. Not like cans. I would assume they would put 12 packs if it was cans, so... Alright, let's open this up. Um, kind of wonder... Oh, not much carbonation happening, oh, if you heard that. Oh, much carbonation at all. It smells like uh, a cotton candy stand, or maybe like a um, snow cone. A snow mm. cone maker. I like, I like snow cones. Yeah, it's got that, well, like, the flavoring. Like, if you were to have blue raspberry snow cone, maybe it tastes or, yeah. or it smells like that. Let's see. Um, I want to look yeah. at the caffeine content before I... Uh, 64? I think a Pepsi Max is, like, 69 or 70. So, it's pretty... It's up there, yeah. caffeine-wise. Yeah, right. All right, let's give it a shot. This is a look taking a sip of his cola. Um... It tastes like, ooh, no, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It does taste like if you melted a snow cone and you just no, had melted like melted snow cone juice. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. Um, I think this, I think I'm too much of like an adult to like this. I, I don't know. <laughs> It's very okay. artificial. It's very artificial. The berry flavor does not. No berry tastes like that. What? What? Ah! It's so sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet. I feel like my teeth are coated in like a sugar, cov- sugar covering now. Oh my wow. gosh! It's not great. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the berry flavor is very artificial, not very much carbonation for a Pepsi. I don't taste any cola at all. Uh, mm. It's just a berry-flavored caffeinated soda. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to have to give that, like, a two. That's not good. Are you going to finish it? No, I, I probably not. Uh, maybe I'll sip oh. on it a little bit here during the podcast, and if I... Maybe it'll, maybe it'll perk something up, and I'll go, oh, now I kind of like it. But I doubt it. <laughs> okay, uh, I haven't seen much TV because Eurovision, but uh, I've seen some. Um, I have seen Modoc, uh, or I should say Marvel's Modoc. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a super villain uh, show on uh, Hulu, created by Patton Oswald. Uh, it hasn't got any good reviews at all. So when I went into this, I was kind of like, hmm, uh, I'm probably not going to like it, but I'm not probably not going to hate it. I was extremely right. I don't hate it, but I definitely don't like it. 
Uh, is it a comedy cool. at all? Because Patton Oswalt is very funny. I like him, but it doesn't sound like it's a comedy. It is funny in some ways. I mean, it is always funny to have a supervillain as the main uh, person in a in a show. Uh, and it, I think my biggest problem with it is how fucking bad animated it is. Because oh, it's animated. Stuff. I th- I, di- I didn't oh, yeah. know it was animated. Okay. The animation style is very very bad, but uh, I will give it a five. Extremely in the middle. Okay, uh, I also have not seen a whole lot of TV this week. I don't know why. I think mostly, well, Eurovision was one whole day of watching TV, uh, and then <laughs> I've been catching up on Big Brother Australia, which is like every time I get caught up, a new episode comes out, and then I, you know what I mean? Then I have another whole. Uh, can, we, can we talk about it for two seconds? How fucking good it is this season. Oh yeah, it's very that good. This, uh, this isn't is the best. I'm getting more um, and more of a feeling that Tilly is going to win. Yeah, because uh, she's agree. kind of a badass. Not our Tilly. I l- Australia. Tilly. No, Australia Tilly is a badass. I love her. She's so good. She play. She's playing it so smart too, because everybody thinks she's a yeah. fucking idiot. But she is actually yeah. incredibly smart and incredibly tough. The only thing. Yeah. That I can see hindering her is that she is a comp beast, and people are going to vote her mm. out possibly as soon as they get a chance, just because of that. Um, but but she's, she's definitely playing a smart game. Yeah, and she's playing a long game, and I, uh, I, oh, mm. yeah, one of the best seasons of Big Brother uh, I've seen in my life. Um, yeah, so far. I mean, there's been some really good ones, uh, but this one so far has been very good. We'll see, like, sometimes the ending can ruin everything, but... Sure. I really like this season. I I actually Mm -hmm. have one more... I'm not completely caught up because one more episode came out, so I have to watch that tonight, and then I will be caught up totally. I haven't seen the last, so... I need to get caught up as well. Alright, what else did you see? Uh, I saw a little show that we were maybe supposed to see, but uh, you didn't really want to see. I saw the two first episodes of Solos. Oh, yeah. I hope, hope really, that you have watched this. No, I haven't. Okay, because I really want to talk about it to you, especially. Because (laughs) you're going to hate the show. (laughs) Oh, you're going to hate the show? I liked it. Okay. Uh, just to, to say that. Uh, I think this is going to be on your least uh, favorite shows of the year list. I have no doubt in, in my mind, uh, to be honest. So I was kind of like, hmm, I really hope you have seen this. But uh, guess what, Look. I really loved it, so I'm going to give it a 9.5 and say it's probably one of my favorite shows of the year. What's it about? Well, it it is uh, an anthology series that's uh, kind of... uh, I don't want to (laughs) tell too much about it, but it's like... It's about the human connection and how it's explored through the lens of individual people. 
Okay. Yeah, I guess that the title yeah. that makes sense with the title. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The only other thing I spent a lot of time watching Jack Septicai, uh, his playthrough of Subnautica. What is it called? Below Zero, I think. Below Zero, yeah. Yeah, which is like the new. There, it's. I think it's the sequel, right? Um, yes, it is. Because it goes yeah. right as far as I can tell, the plot line of it goes right after. Uh, and that yep. was a lot of content to watch this week because every episode he did was like an hour to an hour and a half long. Uh, so it was like watching a movie practically every single episode. But it was very fun. The game's very interesting. The storyline's very cool. So, uh, yeah, I'd spent a lot of time doing that this week. Plus, uh, Jack is very uh, intriguing. Yeah, very entertaining. And he know like yeah. he's played all the old the old game uh, a lot. And so he has a kind of a concept of how everything works. So it's not a lot of downtime in the videos either. It's a lot of, a lot of uh, action and, and a lot of like, uh, what's a good word for it? It's very the, Subnautica is very uh, visually appealing. I guess that also helps. Mm. Hey, how many cats and kittens do you have? None. Me neither, because that would kill me. I'm very allergic to cats. Uh, pets. I am too, but I love Plus. cats, so I'll, I'll get a cat. I, I will suffer through allergies. Uh, they won't kill me, though. Yeah. So. I hate cats. Uh, uh, but yeah, Feds sees 68 big cats from Tiger King Park in Oklahoma. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice announced Thursday the seizure of lions, tigers, and lion tiger hybrids, as well as a jaguar as part of a court-approved agreement against Jeffrey and Lauren Lowe. With Jeff Lowe was the one of the main characters in Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they t- it sounds like they're taking away all their all their stuff. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I feel like we this was already supposed to happen, right? Yes. And so uh, now I, I think, think it's just we'll... they're finally taking them away. Yeah. Right, okay. I think we talked about this. I could have sworn before. we talked about him getting in trouble and they were yeah. going to seize it. And at one point, yep. uh, wasn't uh, Carol Baskin supposed to take over the park itself, not necessarily the cats? Yeah, she did. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, That's did. what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about in this. The... This is just the continue continuation of the story. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, Nikki Bella got in trouble this week because uh, she can't keep quiet. Uh, she posted this blue square on her Facebook or Instagram. Uh, why? Why did she get in trouble for posting a blue square? Uh, she underneath it. Uh, she put hashtag stop hate, hashtag stop anti-Semitism, peace, love, and light for all. Uh, Nikki ended up changing the caption and hiding the comments after receiving backlash from fans uh, because apparently the blue square is like, it, it's showing your solidarity with Israel. Uh, so somebody says here, Nikki, Palestinians are being ripped out of their homes. Posting a blue collar means you're in support of the Israeli government eth- eth- ethnically cleansing a group of people. Right. So Nikki Bella was like, uh, yeah. She said, uh, this isn't political all about peace. I made sure to be educated 
on the blue square before posting. <laughs> for me, violence is never an answer. I hope and pray for peace, every uh, child and person around the world. Hate never wins. If I had one wish, it would be for world peace. You know that if you had one wish, you ask for 60 more. Jesus Christ, how stupid are you, Bella? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's just it. I think she's just ignorant. I don't necessarily think she was uh, trying to be mean or trying to be... I just think she's ignorant to the, what's happening. Yeah. But uh, talking about assholes... <laughs> haven't we done this game mix before? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah, last week and the week before. Yeah. Uh, Martin Bashir, uh, one of the biggest assholes in the entire world, apologized to Prince William a little too late, and Prince Henry a little too late for the Diana interview. You've seen the Diana interview, haven't you? Everybody has. I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I don't, like... I don't remember watching it at the time, but I've seen clips of it, definitely. Yeah. And he's such a douchebag. And the Michael Jackson interview was also terrible with him. He's an all-true bad guy. Right. It says here, uh, she, she was tricked into submitting to the interview with the help of bank documents that this guy, Bashir, instructed the BBC graphic artist to doctor... Uh, to trick her into getting it. So, yeah, he's just a bad guy in general. He just tricked her into this interview, and uh, I guess I can see why he feels bad about it, I suppose. Okay, uh, Eurovision time. I swear it is the last time we will talk about this, Jeremy. At least this uh, year. At least this year. Uh, the winner was Italy. Mornesin. I should say that properly. Uh, it's Danish and also Norwegian. Ah. It means moonshine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one with their Seti Bjorni with 524 points. France with Barbara Pravavi with Vola with 499. And Switzerland with 432. German stairs with. To the anniversary, um, Norway uh, did get on, which uh, we got eighteen. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let's go through a little of the show. Uh, oh well, I think the other big number that you missed out of the rankings. Is the very last twenty sixth ranking of well, we go, we go, we, we United are going Kingdom. to talk about it. Right, yes, okay. we are going to talk about. It. So, what did you think about the show? I mean, it flew by. Uh, it's yeah, just uh, whatever. The first hour and a half was just all songs. Each person mm-hmm. comes out and does their song, and then they do an hour of voting, which they did a few little skits. I thought they could have done maybe a few more little entertaining skits instead of having us watch the same uh, recap clips of the songs like 20 times. We could yeah. have done maybe yeah. 10 of those <laughs> and then done another uh, little behind the stage or behind the scenes bit. Uh, maybe another thing with the YouTuber. She could have done another little YouTube thing. That would have been fun. Um, overall, it was, it, was, she? 
Jesus Christ, she's tall. What was her name? I don't remember her name. YouTuber. Nikki. Nikki something. Uh, Makeup. YouTuber makeup tutorial uh, type YouTuber. Um, Yeah. I thought she was very good. She's not. Clearly, she's not a professional. no. Television host. So you could, for her, it felt like a lot of her lines, she was reading them off a teleprompter, which she probably uh-huh. was. So I'm not surprised because she it's not her job to be a professional TV host. Everybody else was very professional TV host. They, you could tell that they knew exactly what they were doing, but she's more of a celebrity on, in a different space, right? Um, but I, th- I thought for that fact, the fact that she's not, that this isn't her profession, that she did a good job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we had the jury votes first after the songs, and uh, the later comes down into jury votes. I, I, I go to, to look and I say, hey, have you seen United Kingdom has gotten any points? And Lucas says, like, oh, that's weird. And I say, yeah, that's almost impossible. Well, at least they all get votes from, <laughs> from the people. And then, then we get get to the televotes, and they go, United Kingdom, zero points. That is almost impossible. Has it ever happened before? I guess that's, I mean, you'd have to probably do some uh, research on that. Not with the new voting system, no. Right, okay, that makes sense. With the new voting system that uh, was uh, implied maybe six uh, five six years ago, that should be more or less impossible. <laughs> I think the funniest so, thing to us was that <clears throat> to us in the in the final, not not including mm. the rest of the songs that weren't in the final, but just in the final, I didn't even think mm. this was the worst song oh. out of all the songs, oh. and somehow oh. it got zero. <laughs> and then then we get the the televotes, and uh, we get. United Kingdom, zero points. And I go, fuck, whoa. And they cut to the guy in the green room, the guy who's (laughs) the singer for United Kingdom, what's his name, James Newman, and he's just, like, got his hands up in the air, like, oh, man, like, what am I going to (laughs) do? Looking at the crowd, like, oh, I guess, you know, fuck it. I I can't do anything about it. I mean, we felt bad for the guy. We really did. I I was like, oh, God, that's got to be so hard. Super, super bad for the guy. And then Germany also gets zero points, and I go, what the fuck is going on here? And Luke says, oh, there's one, 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 the one country that's going to get a lot of points. And I go, yeah, sh- sure. And then Spain gets zero points, and then the Netherlands also gets zero points. Four countries with zero points. From the uh, the televotes, but uh, yeah, Germany got three points, Spain got six, and the Netherlands got eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm going to ask you a, con- uh, uh, a controversial question. Uh, did Flowrider help Senate and um, San Marino to a good place, England? Well, they got twenty second out of twenty six, so probably not. <laughs> I mean, even we said when we initially saw the song that her, her voice and the song with her is probably better without him, all in yeah. all, like as, as a Eurovision song. Um, so we, I think he may have hindered her a little bit, but it was still fun. They put it last in the uh, the rankings so that 
you know, they could bring him out and it would hype up the crowd or whatever. Uh, so I thought the positioning of that song being last was good. Uh, I didn't think it was good for the, them. Uh, hell, at least they didn't get zero, right? <laughs> that is true. Uh, another thing that I will come out uh, with from this uh, competition is that five, uh, no, sorry, four of the top five is non-English language because Italy was in Italian, France was in French, Switzerland was in Swiss, uh, in French, then you had Iceland in uh, in uh, English, and then you had Ukraine in Ukrainian. So four out of the five languages that was under the top five was not English. That is very, very cool. And the top five, when you look at the score, the point scores, it goes five to six, mm -hmm. and there's like a big jump in the scores, yeah. and then everything below that is, is a lot lower. And I think that is kind of where all those extra points went, um, as far as who, who didn't vote for Germany, Spain, and United Kingdom, and Netherlands. Right. All those po points ended up in the top five uh, bracket. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to Italy, <laughs> I should say. Uh, but, uh, well, they had a little controversy. Uh, well, yeah, another controversy before we talk about the... Uh, Italy's controversy. We were kind of hey. going into this uh, with everything happening with Israel. Oh yeah, uh, wondering if there was going <laughs> to be any crowd reaction to either them announcing Israel or the Israeli um, delegation coming out when they do the <laughs> vote, uh, whether they would get booze or anything there. And what we think happened is they cut the crowd audio at one point. Is what it sounded like to oh, me. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. So if there was a boo, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have heard it. So it's hard to tell. Hundred and ten percent, yes. Because we kind of heard some booing in the first opening uh, when they came when they walked out. Yeah. yeah. So they totally cut the audio from the from the audience. But yeah, Italy got in a little trouble because uh, they totally snort cocaine on the table. Look. Oh wait, they didn't. Right, it says in the green room, but if you see like what they what a green room is at um, Eurovision, Eurovision, it's out in the mm -hmm. in the middle of like a giant yeah. <laughs> room, like like everybody can see you. There's like a crowd surrounding this thing. How would they? Uh, I don't know. I I think the whole thing was just like a yeah. It's like a slap in the face because uh, yeah, they just look like cocaine rocker dudes right they look like people who might do cocaine just by their outfits the way they sure yeah all that the get up uh but it says following allegations of drug use in the green room at the eurovision song contest uh they they took a voluntary drug test taken by the band Ma how do you say it manuskin manuskin mm -hmm. uh which returned negative uh, and has been seen by the EU, EBU, no drug use took place in the green room, and we consider this matter closed. Uh, we are alarmed that the inaccurate speculation led to this fake news, uh, which has overshadowed the spirit and the outcome of the event, and unfairly affected the band. Um, yeah, I kind of feel bad for them, but... I want, I want to know who is the person who came out and was like, oh, look, they're doing cocaine. That's what I want to know. I have a feeling it was one of the other bands. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Send Luke pictures of your naked dog. 
Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter. <laughs> because, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if people were sending you pictures of uh, their dog with clothes on? Well, it's, or just shave, like completely shaven, like yeah, all their hair yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Twitter account. It's uh, at podcast ADC at podcast ADC on Twitter. We have a Facebook group. It's uh, not a digital system on Facebook. Have we had any comments or anything? Did um, you me like last last week's episode? Not that I saw. <laughs> I didn't see anything in the emails either. Uh, but I'm not surprised. Uh, no, there's no emails. Okay, uh, movie news. This is big news. Amazon buying up MGM Studios uh, for $8.45 billion. Uh, giving James Bond, the new James Bond movie that has been delayed about a billion times at this point from. <laughs> 60 years. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig's going to be like dead by the time this movie comes out. Um <laughs> Amazon and MGM have announced a definite merger or definitive merger. Uh, MGM, founded in 1924, has been taken over by Amazon Studios, which primarily focused on producing TV programs. But now the company, because of MGM, is going to also focus on movies, obviously. Um, the MGM deal is the second largest acquisition uh, by Amazon behind the purchase of Whole Foods in 2017. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, among the films called out in, in the announcement of the MGM deal were... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, the, these are all the movies that, like, MGM owns and now Amazon owns. So I guess they'll probably all... Like, uh, Rocky, Creed, 12 Angry Men, Legally Blonde, RoboCop, all these old movies that my guess is will all end up on Amazon Prime. Mm. It makes sense. That reminds me of a very stupid James Bond joke I've heard. Why doesn't James Bond fart in the bed look? I don't know. It would blow his cover. <laughs> that is a dumb... That is a very dumb joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hey, John Cena uh, got in trouble because he pointed a fucking fact. John Cena has apologized to China after calling Taiwan a country. Right? Uh, how dare he? How dare he call a country a country? Right. How uh, dare he? How dare he do that? Well, obviously, it's because China doesn't recognize them as a country. It's Right. Uh, I know that. Taiwan is a self-governed island state separate from mainland China. Beijing opposes the suggestion that Taiwan is its own independent state. Uh, but John Cena has apologized for calling it a country. The actor and former, former professional wrestler uh, described Taiwan as a country in a promotional video for the Fast and the Furious F9, the new film, uh, which prompted backlash in China. Uh, he's come out with a, a video apologizing in Chinese, saying it was a mistake, yeah. and he looks like a little boy in it. He looks like he's about... 11, and that he needs to go get his lunch money. Yeah, Why does he look I, so young in this? It's weird. I, I don't know. I think it's the haircut. Botox. Oh, Botox, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, a combination of the haircut and a lot of Botox. Uh, 
Also, he eats souls of human living, so... Right. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, baby placenta or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, because John Cena is a devil worshipper. You heard it here. <laughs> um... <laughs> I love how that's uh, almost not fake rumor. Um, hey, Lindsay Lohan is coming back, and so is Kevin Spacey. Because I really needed a Lindsay Lohan film, and I definitely needed a Kevin Spacey movie. Yeah, I'll start with Lindsay Lohan first. Uh, according to this, um, she's coming out with a Netflix Christmas movie. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, no additional casting or release date has been set, though production is set to begin in November, so it will be released late 2022 at the earliest. This is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really need a new Christmas movie with Lindsay Lohan in it. Yeah, I mean, Netflix doesn't have enough cheesy, crappy Christmas movies on it, so... <laughs> they gotta compete with Lifetime. They gotta get on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Because you remember all those very, very good Lifetime movies. I bet oh, Lifetime wait. is now owned... I bet... Was Lifetime owned by... Discovery? I have a feeling it was owned by Discovery. And it's probably part of the merger last week? That's my guess. I have absolutely no clue. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, and then Kevin Kevin Spacey. Because, holy shit, we also need new Kevin Spacey things. Uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey is returning with a drama about being a detective who... This can't be real. This isn't real, is it? Yep. It is real. That is the funny thing. Uh, okay. Uh, Kevin Spacey returns mm-hmm. to movie in a pedophile drama. The actor who is subject to mm-hmm. multiple s- sexual uh, allegations is set to play in a Franco Nero film. Also of minors, by the way. Sorry, what? <laughs> yes, also of minors, by the way. Right. Is uh, a, detecti- yeah. a detective in a film about a man who is wrongly suspected of child abuse. That's mm-hmm. what the movie's about? That they're going to put him in? Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be controversial at all. Yeah, this director isn't going to get, like, in a whole lot of shit <laughs> from people. Why are you making... Like, people are going to be like, why the fuck did you decide to cast him? Why did you decide to make this movie? When you were deciding to make this movie, did you decide... I'm going to make a movie with Kevin Spacey, and then you wrote the movie? Or did you decide, hey, this movie would be good to have Kevin Spacey in it? Because either way, it was a bad idea. (laughs) Uh, Shit idea. Okay, I've seen some movies. How about you? I've seen movies. How about you? I did. Okay, uh, I've seen Army of the Dead, for example. I saw this week on Netflix. Uh, this is the new uh, zombie movie uh, with Dave Baptista. Ah, uh, Dave Baptista. Mm-hmm. You know him? Yeah, he's large. From, yeah, yeah, he's huge. Uh, directed by a very unknown guy that made a very long, long movie called uh, Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder. Okay. Yeah. Um, Zack Snyder has made one good movie in his entire world, uh, life, if you ask me. 300. I really liked 300. It doesn't 300 hold is... up as well as you'd think, maybe, but... 
because I've seen it in pretty sure. recent years, and the when you see the special effects now, you can tell like okay, these aren't as good as they were when I originally watched it, that kind of thing. But it's you know it's still kind of fun. Uh, after that, I'm going to be controversial and say that Zack Snyder has probably not made a good movie. This is a very action action movie. We do a lot of rules that makes absolutely zero sense. For example, you can't fly into. Uh, uh, where does they have casinos? Los Angeles, no, not Los Angeles, but Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Yeah. yes. But you can fly out of there because that makes zero. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. How do you get the plane there in the first place? Okay. Uh, they just uh, have a lot of planes uh, left over for some reason. <laughs> yeah, helicopters. Yeah. And, this is a stupid, shitty movie. I will give it a four. Uh, if you want to see people shoot zombies, go and watch it. Yeah, I, I think the problem is, like, um, the zombie genre has kind of gotten burnt out for a lot of people. But maybe, uh, you. I mean, you say this is terrible, so it's not going to help it. But maybe at some point, yeah. uh, zombie the zombie genre will come back. But I feel like everybody that I know, at least, is burned out on the zombie thing. Mm. Okay, I'm seeing here, Lifetime is a subsidiary of the A&E Network, which is owned by the Hearst Communications Company and jointly by the Walt Disney Company. So, Disney owns Lifetime. Ah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what? Surprise, surprise. Disney owns it? Uh, let's see, what did I say? I saw Minari this week. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, I hadn't seen yet. Um, yeah, I gave this What's a nine. Point five. I thought it was very good. Was this the only Oscar movie that you didn't see? Before I haven't Oscar? seen The Father yet because it was still in the theaters. Yeah. You couldn't even get it online. So That's uh, right. I don't know if I'm going to watch it though because it's so depressing and it didn't really win oh. that much. So, but I wanted to see Minari because uh, I knew it, I just knew it was going to be a good film. It is all, Minari is also sad, especially towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also kind of heartwarming, and it also. Yeah. It, it kind of shows a lot of like uh, how America was and like compares. It doesn't compare it to now, but you yourself are left comparing it to how things are now compared to how they were then. Mm -hmm. um, there is a little bit of a strange like they kind of just gloss over the fact that the Korean War happened right before this. Like they don't really ever mention it, uh, other than the fact that the dad at points will say it was so hard in Korea. That's kind of their reference mm. to it. The war is like that was really tough, uh, which I I, I I guess I don't mind because that wasn't the point of the movie, right? But uh, it kind of just felt like um, almost left out on purpose when it obviously could have been a very big uh, focal point, especially for the mother and the son to talk about like their years there and things like that. Um, mm. But like I said, nine point five. It's an amazing film. I saw a Post Malone, Scott Eastwood, Jason Statham movie this week. We did also Josh Harnett in it. Uh, it uh, was called Wrath of Man. Uh, oh, yeah. By, by we talked about Guy this. Ritchie. Yeah. yeah, and Guy Ritchie. Mm -hmm. uh, this was much better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I think... You, you. It is about this very mysterious uh, security guard, and you find out why he's there. 
as the security guard for uh, money uh, transportation, uh, his motives and things like that. Um, I went into this thinking it would be just another stupid Jason Statham action movie. And don't get me wrong, it is a stupid uh, Jason Statham movie. But I really liked the twist uh, approximately in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I saw everything but that coming, I think. Uh, so I, I actually give this 6.5. I, I really, really digged it. Uh, and I think you should watch it. Uh, yeah, I'll probably get around to it at some point. Uh, the other thing I saw was... I think this is how you pronounce it. The Marushin? Okay. Um, this has, what, Zachary Levi, Jodie Foster, Shailene Woodley, Benedict Cumberpatch in it? <laughs> so it's got a lot yes, of really good yeah. actors in it. Um, it's about uh, a guy who was imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay, and Jodie Foster plays his lawyer, I believe, like, from the ACLU, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's... The story of her try, getting trying to get this guy out of Guantanamo Bay, uh, and the government basically trying to fight them at every every chance they can they get and hiding information from the the lawyer uh, before the trial and everything else. Everybody, the story, everything's so good in this. Uh, it's very sad. It's very depressing. It makes you go, "Holy crap! Uh, what the hell is going on?" And, with this movie, uh, or with this country, when you watch this movie, um, I'm seeing 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's see, what has it got on Rotten Tomatoes? 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty close. I gave it a, I gave it a nine. I thought it was fun. I'd recommend it. Talking about the shitty movie that nobody should see, but I liked it more because people got angry of it. Okay. Uh, this. Sam Raimi produced movie by Evans uh, The Unholy uh, this has Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh yeah uh, in it. everybody's favorite Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> I like him he's my favorite guy um, with three first names he is yeah uh, I, I really really need to read the end of uh, West S uh, one star review that said <clears throat> this is about uh, uh, Virgin Mary <clears throat> to all those who dare to destroy the correct image of Mother Mary will be destroyed by thousands of demons and every bite from the fruit will turn into poison Luke. I saw the trailer for this and it looks like <laughs> cheesy fun to me is it cheesy fun? it is, it is so Cheesy fun. I loved every single minute of it. Yeah, I'm not going into this expecting to be moved by the acting or amazed by the cinematography <laughs> or anything like that, but I just no. ex- expect B horror movie fun. Yeah. I-, I give it a six. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. It's yeah. on my list of things to see once I, once I get around to it. It is so cheesy. So funny. All right, so let's check. No, I haven't seen anything else, uh, but we have a trailer to watch. Oh, uh, the movie that? The Dry. 
Eric Bana. For the funeral. Murder don't or suicide. Yeah, uh, don't make him angry. Luke Who lied. I lied, apparently, Fro. You knew him, didn't you? I'm an almighty exactly. <laughs> I'm just here in a personal capacity. Don't make him angry. He will turn green. Oh my gosh, this is that church from uh, that TV show we did years ago. Yes. Uh, the one about the guy who uh, is Satan. Guy who, yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was called. Priest. Priest, yeah. That was the same church. Yes. It's a very distinct church. Yes. What are you doing back in that town, boy? I've heard some stories. Boy! I've heard some. It's very Australian, yeah. Who died in a river 20 years ago. Is a connection between the two deaths. <laughs> between the two deaths. Why did I lie? Between. I asked you to. I need the suspect. Put him under enough pressure and they just crumble. This has got nothing to do with me. Do you know that Eric Bana was Australian, by the way? Uh, yeah, I guess I've heard him. Well, I, I never really thought about it, but I guess I've heard him have an accent before. But I didn't ever knew, know if it was a if this is his real accent or what. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. He's really putting it on thick. It does sound a little extra thick, maybe. It becomes second nature. This looks very generic. You're obsessed with Yeah, it, it, like the trailer doesn't like make you excited to see it. it at least, no. yeah. It makes me interested, but kind of like, hmm. It makes me go, eh. That's what I, I, I go, eh. Do I really need to see that? Probably not. That's what I get from that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Aaron Folk goes back home to his drought-stricken town to attend a tragic funeral. However, his return opens the door to an unsolved death of a teenage girl. Uh, the Dry has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, Fro, so maybe we're wrong. Mm. Uh, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, though, seventy or 68% on Metacritic, 88% of Google users liked it. Like we said, starring Eric Bana mm. and B.B. Benincourt, uh, mm. directed by Robert Conley. I went uh, to the Google machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Shaddock said, I haven't seen this yet, but the cover looks good, so five stars uh, for that. Okay. okay. Uh, good. Good. Maybe somebody is going to see this movie. Well, Mason Wilkie says, I'm not uh, one to leave reviews, but this was, was a really uh, solid movie. It's been four days since I viewed it. And I'm still thinking about it, and I have to rewatch re uh, re it with a missus. With the missus. Okay, so... Or I got some from the Facebook. Uh, or no, did I? Yeah, I got one from the Facebook, and then I had to go to the IMDb because the Facebook had nothing on it. So the one from Facebook says, quite good. Uh, I, now I wonder how the book is. Uh, cheers for the surprises from Anthony Cantana on the IMDb... Uh, Aisha gave it 4 out of 10, saying, Boring, way too slow, okay storyline, and great Aussie acting, but just too tedious to watch. Uh, that's kind of how the trailer felt, too. 
10 out of 10 from Joey Gassert. He says, uh, this movie was more of a slow burn for the first 45 to 60 minutes. Then the last 45 minutes is all thriller and suspense. Uh, one of my best movies I've seen so far in 2021. Very mixed reviews yeah. happening here. Well, definitely. Uh, also coming out, New Order. Uh, in a riveting suspenseful dystopian drama, a lavish upper-class wedding goes our way uh, as an unspectacular un uprising of class warfare that gives way to the violent coup d'etat. As seen through the eyes of the sympathetic young bride and the servants who work for and against her wealthy family, Duan Orden rapidly traces the complex and one's political system as more harrowing replacement springs in its wake. Directed by Michael Franco, this won a lot of prizes in Venice. Uh, 6.3 out of 10 on INDB, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61 on Metacritic. And 47% of Google users liked it. That is very low. Uh, yeah, especially for winning awards. Uh, yeah. Another one, Blast Beat. Uh, when a family leaves their native Columbia for the United States in the summer of 1999, a metalhead science prodigy and his aimless younger brother struggle to align the American dream with their new reality. Uh, 5.5 .5 out of 10 on IMDb, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider, okay, 84% of Google users liked it, uh, starring Diana uh, Guerrero, Mato Arias, uh, directed by Esteban Arango. When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit based on a semi-autobiographical book by Judith Carr, the story of a Jewish family who flees Berlin in the, uh, uh, on the, even on the election in 1933. The initial settled in Zurich before moving to Paris and finally to London. Directed by Carolyn Link, Hasrivo, Cramillo, and... Oliver Maskowski in it, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and 82% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah, another one, a documentary that came out this week, Final Account, never before seen interviews with the last living generation from Hitler's Third Reich. Uh, this is the past speaking to the present an unprecedented documentary event 6.1 out of 10 on imdb 89 percent on rotten tomatoes 74 percent on metacritic and 74 percent of google users liked it directed by luke holland mm. luke holland uh also coming out dream horse and uh, that's the horse that you dream of uh <laughs> 7 out of 10, and I'm the B, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 68% on Metacritics, a true story of Dream Alliance, an unlikely rice horse, Jesus Christ, this sounds boring, uh, <laughs> by a small-town bartender, John Volks, 
with little money and no expense, Jan convinces her neighbor to ship her their meager earnings to rapes, uh, race dream and co compete with the racing elites. The investment pays off as dreams rises to the ranks and becomes the beacon of hope of their struggling community. Yawn. Um, directed by Aaron Lynn. Uh, Arius Lynn. Uh, it has uh, Tony Collette, Damon Lewis, and Catherine Jenkins in it. And finally, uh, Seance. Uh, Camille Meadows is the new girl at a prestigious Eveline Academy for Girls. Soon after her arrival, six friends invite her to join them in a late-night ritual calling forth the spirits of the dead, of a dead former student who reportedly haunts the halls of the school, but before morning, one of the girls is dead, leaving the others to wonder what they may have awakened. Uh, starring... Who is this? I've never heard of it. Ellie Ray Smith. Uh, Suski Waterhouse. Okay. Um, how much does this have? It's got 5.3 out of 10 on 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% of Google users liked it. Not great. Not great scores there. Hmm. So, what movie would you see, Luke? Hmm. I'm hearing really good things about the final account, uh, just through the through the grapevine in articles and things like that, but I'm thinking mm -hmm. maybe... Uh, new, new Order? I'm going to say New Order. Yeah, I think I will join you in the New Order. <laughs> join me in the New Order, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will. Hey, audibletrial.com slash not digital tits and get a 30 grade free trial, one free book. If you don't like it, then you cancel it. Uh, you keep the book and we still get the money, money, money. Do it. Audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Coming next week, we will talk of news of the week. We will do another digital review of what I can promise you is going to be a horror movie because there's no other way a movie is called Funhouse if it's not a horror movie. Come on, it has to be a horror movie. It makes the most sense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we will do Panic, episode one review. What the fuck is Panic? Like? This is a prime video, Amazon Studios. Uh, show. Uh, here's a description. Every summer in a small Texas town, graduating seniors compete in a series of challenges, which they believe is their only chance to escape their circumstances and make their lives better. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it's got a I've nine. Trader. <laughs> I, I've got a nine point four out of ten on IMDb right now. I mean, that yeah. doesn't say much because I don't even think it's out yet. But uh, it's out on Friday, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen the trailer. It looks fucking stupid, uh, but we will see. Maybe it'll be stupid yeah, enough. It's it'll good. be fun to like make fun of. That's the sometimes there's the, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the last show wasn't even funny enough to make fun of. No, it was just bad. It was just boring. Jupiter's Legacy. How did I make that? Uh, I'm super excited uh, on Friday, by the way, because uh, uh, Corella comes out on Friday. Oh, why are you so excited for that? 
Uh, I really like uh, uh, the lead actor. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I Emma Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, and it's the or origin story of Cruella de Vil, so that, it will be interesting to see. Okay, so I, I, the concept for it to me is it. I'm not interested in that concept, but I don't know. It could be good, sure. I guess. Uh, it has gotten some mixed reviews online, what I have seen. Some somebody really liked it. Somebody said it was the best uh, live action adaptation since uh, uh, Jungle Book. Oh, cool! All right, uh, I, I, it's probably yeah. a lot easier to do than the Jungle Book. <laughs> The jungle look was amazing, though. I mean, like, it, you only have to animate one type of dog. You don't have to animate, like, all these different animals, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you remember that weird version of the jungle book we saw on Netflix? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> that was such a weird movie. Yeah, that was from Disney, though, wasn't it? It had to have been. Oh, no, no, it was, no, no, yeah, it was, no, It was, it like, was by the people that had the rights to the Kipling books. To the book, right, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was such a weird movie. I, was it called Mo- Mowgli? Uh, Mowgli? Yeah, or something want, like that. I, yeah. want, I want to say it's called Mowgli. It was yeah. more like the book. or uh, Yeah, it was way oh, more yeah, like definitely. the book, definitely. Do you, do you remember a Tarzan movie that came out some uh, years ago also? That was really I think the good. last Tarzan movie was that I saw was George of the Jungle, so no. <laughs> George, George of the Jungle. George, George, George of the Jungle. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Rand, uh Trisha's blue hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she yep. does. Mm-hmm. She's blue, do Oh, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe that was what it, I. I wouldn't be surprised knowing Trisha if she did some TikTok with Pepsi oh, Blue yeah. with her hair, because it actually her hair was the color of this Pepsi I'm looking at right now. How does it taste again? Take another sip. Oh my gosh! Come on. Come on, it's hurting my stomach. There's so much sh- sugar in this; it hurts <laughs> my stomach. I really, really. It's, want it's worse now that it's warm. <laughs> It was better when it was colder. Gross. <laughs> uh, uh, makes uh, me happy that you're you're having problem. Um, hey, have you ever seen Jacqueline Glenn videos? Jacqueline who? Glenn. Glenn, like with a G. Yeah. No, I haven't. I don't think so. Okay, she's a very funny lady on on the internet. She talks about religion and things like that. She's uh, married to this rocker dude, and they're having a kid now and things like that. Mm, okay. But uh, uh, <laughs> she she has talked a lot of about like Onision and things like that, and she's so funny. I really enjoyed uh, her videos. That's a lot of things I've seen this week. Okay, I'll have to. I'm, ne- I'm looking at a picture of her. I've never seen this person in my entire life. So I'll have to check her out. Oh. Uh, speaking of YouTube, do you watch Shy on YouTube ever? Shy. S H I E Y. Don't think so. Uh, he- you know what train surfing is? 
No. It's like hopping trains to go, f- like, from one place to another. Uh, okay. This guy does that. It's, you know, it's all very illegal, but he barely ever puts out videos, but he just put out, like, a 30-minute video yesterday. Um, I think he was in the Ukraine? He's always in some weird Eastern European country, like, hopping trains and traveling back and forth, hiding for people, uh... Uh, trying to like scout out the different areas it's like this very i don't know you just have to see it it's a very interesting all the stuff he does is very interesting hmm. uh, mark rober uh, came with a new uh squirrel mace oh was that this week or last week i guess that was this week huh just really early this yeah. week yeah that was fun yeah so fun so fun I love his videos. He's so funny. Wasn't he supposed to come there? I think he's supposed to have a TV show this year that's basically a prank show or something kind of based around his YouTube stuff. So that should be fun. I remember really? talking about it earlier. Yeah, I remember talking about it earlier this year. Uh, like when we did Most Anticipated. I don't remember. I think it was like on my honorable mentions, maybe. Uh, I'm looking at the Shy think- video right now. Uh, yeah. It says he's traveling across Bosnia Herzegovina. Right, so. Oh. Very interesting. Yeah, uh, did, you, did you see the bucket list uh, video of Der, Dude Perfect in South Africa? Uh, no, I never watched Dude Perfect. Was that, was that a thing? No. I, I watched those Australian guys that do the exact same thing, basically, so I don't have to watch uh, Dude Perfect. I, I, I like some of it. Some of it can be very, like... Uh, Over the top? Yeah, yeah, no, you can tell they're yeah. doing... Some of their reactions, it's like, okay, you're just doing that for the camera. Like, I guess it's exciting, but you're kind of going over the top a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it was funny, Rumi Official uh, ranked the Eurovision songs. That was very interesting. Did I you see the... the YouTube kid that got in trouble for uh, breaking into the... Te- not Tesla factory, the... Uh, well, I guess it, it, the Tesla rocket factory, whatever that is called. Yeah, but they didn't... Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. Did you see the video uh, of this rocket? No. Okay. The rock, Like, he's literally underneath the rocket. Like, he's shooting up at the... I don't know how he got in there or why nobody saw him or how he got this video out without getting caught. Mm. It's pretty amazing, but of course he got caught afterwards because he was... An idiot and posted it on YouTube and everybody went, "Hey, what the hell?" Uh, but the rocket's kind of cool looking. It doesn't. It looks like it looks like something out of like the 1950s, like movies kind of rockets. That like you know what I mean? Like what people in the 1940s thought a rocket would look like in like the 2000s. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like, which is kind of cool. And um, new official trailer for Rick and Morty season five. That was amazing. Oh, really? I haven't seen that yet. Well, I'll check it out after the show, Ooh, I guess. Very um, good, yeah. Did you see the Swell Entertainment video uh, of her being on Dr. Phil? I did. Yeah. We need, uh, that's we need pretty, to get her. Uh, I think she big-timed us. She's, she was on Dr. Phil. I think she's above <laughs> us now, but we'll keep trying. <laughs> I really want to talk to her. She's such a cool girl. I re- well, di- I watched the original TanaCon video. I think that's kind of what got me into her in the first mm-hmm. place. That and the, her Jake Paul concert video. 
um, both those videos were like kind of my introduction to her, and then to see this, uh, her, she got called on Doctor Phil to talk about her video about Tanacon, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. You think that uh, he liked her? Who, Doctor Phil? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I you can't ever tell, Doctor Phil. Is, I don't think anything Doctor Phil says is real. I think it's all just a scam. <laughs> okay. I, I need to ask you one thing before we go. Mm -hmm. Are you excited for the Friends reunion show? I didn't like Friends when it was on originally. <laughs> so you don't give two fucks. I mean, I, I, I watched it when I was younger, but I don't. I remember not thinking Friends was funny when it was on in the 90s. Um, I'm not I, sure I find it funny. I, I, find, it, I find, find it more retro than I find it funny. Oh, nostalgic, is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I guess so, but because I didn't like it then, I don't have nostalgia for it. Like, I don't oh, have yeah. effort, nostalgia for it the same way I, ha I have, like, when they rebooted Full House. Because I liked that when I was a little kid, and even yeah. though I'm adult now, and Full House is kind of cheesy and stupid, I get the nostalgia for it. But I didn't really like Friends when I was a kid. I always thought it was, um, I thought the humor was very, like... Uh, what's a good word for it? Gen X, and I was mm. I was beyond Gen X. I was in the millennial humor game, and it was very Gen X humor, I guess. Yeah, and I I guess I am Gen X, right? We talked about this. We, me and you were like on the cusp, both of us. Yeah, in between. So it's like depending on which which scale you look at, depending on what date somebody says is and isn't the cutoff, because it changes seemingly? I don't know. Yeah, because I was born in 79, I, I uh, made it made it on the 70s. Yeah, I think that's I, I think st that's still Gen X. I think it was like, when yeah. we looked it up, it was 82 is the cutoff or something? Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. I know. I I don't know. I I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's just a reunion show, so it's not going to be that amazing. But I'm I'm looking forward to see them all together again. I mean, it's a long, long time since they've done it, and I'm sure there will be some cool stories and things like that. All right, they can't do it uh, as bad as they screwed up MacGyver. So. <laughs> that was terrible. Right. Can you believe that show is still on? Uh, yeah, I can because they need something I to can. fill space. But it's just I who I don't think anybody's watching. Well, I guess somebody's watching it, right? Otherwise, it wouldn't be on. I guess. But yeah, I mean, I think there's got to be those people who are nostalgic for original MacGyver, the same way we're talking about nostalgia. But I love MacGyver when I was younger, and I mm -hmm. I've watched it the original, the 80s MacGyver since the originally oh, yeah. watching it, and I still liked it, but I watched this one, and I didn't Love like it. it, so I don't know. The yeah. nostalgia wasn't there for me. <laughs> okay, I think that's uh, all from me. Do you have anything interesting? No, I think uh, that's it. Okay, uh, goodbye from Norway. Goodbye from the U.S. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.